It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number two. Brought to you by our good friends at Collegiate Athletic Travel. Keystone Sports in partnership with Collegiate Athletic Travel, is offering you the opportunity to travel to Auburn for the Penn State-Auburn football game in September. It's going to be a great time. Charter flight, stay at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium. Going to be a good time. Dustin and I will be along on the trip. I hope you can join us. If you want more information, you can go to athletictravel.com. Or call 800-788-4414 for all the information and details. As I said, it's quarter number two. That means we have Ross Tucker in the house. So Ross, how you doing today? Jim, I am doing awesome. I'm fired up for the subject matter today. I feel like I have a bunch of interesting things to say, which is dangerous. I don't know if they really are interesting or not. I'm not the one that ultimately decides that, the listeners are, but very much looking forward to diving into what I think is a an interesting and important conversation related to Penn State and the most recent NFL draft. But also, I got to be honest with you, man, I get incredibly jealous every week when you talk about how you and Dustin are going to Auburn. Like, I would love to do that, especially... Without my wife, just go down there, <laughs> be there for a couple days. I mean, you don't understand, Jim. You don't know what I'm like, man. I would just be walking around meeting anybody and everybody. I'd be going up the tailgates, trying food. Like I'd be, I'd be uh, giving them a beer for if they can give me something. They're eat. I mean, it would be epic. I am like a tailgate maven. I think I told you I was able to get a game of beer pong in at the blue-white game and able to get, I don't know, I drank five or six beers in a very short amount of time because I was with my family and my buddy's family. It was like, it it was basically the same thing as like drinking a Gatorade after a training camp practice where you're just like crushing Gatorades. It was very similar, except I was dehydrating myself rather than hydrating. <laughs> you know, very simple. I want a tailgate with you. You've got me all excited about it. You know, Penn State tailgating is fantastic, but there's just something special about going on the road with your team. I've done it a couple times. I've had just a fantastic time, and despite stories that you hear, typically you go in wearing the opposing team's gear. The home team is usually very accommodating. They're very friendly. They invite you to their tailgate, and yes, I've done that in Columbus. I've done it in Madison, Wisconsin, and had the best time, so I I can't wait for this trip, but let's get to the topic at hand. And don't worry, we will get back to uh, Ross's scouting report on the class of 22 next week. But today's topic, this, this, Ross, you're the perfect guy to talk to because we're going to talk about the Penn State football players and we're going to talk about their NFL future after they get drafted. Who better to talk to about Penn State football and the NFL 
And speaking of which, I want to start right at the top, uh, Ross, with Jahan Dotson, who went as the in round one, the 16th pick to the Washington Commanders. It's always hard to remember to say that. And I know, by the way, on your podcast, you had Greg Cosell on, who loves Jahan Dotson, it sounds like, and thought this was a great pick. What's your take? Yeah, well, let me say this, Jim. Do you mind if I... Can I do a big picture comment first? Sure. Before we get into Dotson. Uh, but yes, I thought it was very interesting on the Ross Tucker football podcast this week, which hopefully some of you guys listen to or watch. You can check it out at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod on social media. And I guess if you're listening to this, you probably know how to listen to another podcast. Um, but... And he thought, he thought Jahan Dotson's a better player than Chris Olave, a better prospect than Chris Olave from Ohio State, which really says something because the Saints traded next year's one, this year's three, and a second-round pick in 2024 to get the 16th pick from the Eagles. And then they traded from 16 to 11 with the Commanders to get Chris Olave, they gave up the third and fourth round picks. So they ended up giving up five picks, including a first rounder, a second rounder, and two third rounders and a fourth rounder to get Chris Olave. It feels like a lot, especially when Greg Cosell says on my show that he thinks Dotson's a better prospect. So before I dive into Dotson, because I do have something to say there, I did want to make a point regarding Penn State in general. They had eight guys drafted, Jim. I think that was top five. I don't know if you saw, or I think I saw a list. Georgia had 15. Uh, Cincinnati had nine, which is just incredible that the Cincinnati Bearcats, a group of five school, had nine guys drafted. People should be doing whatever they can to try to get fickle, although I guess they're going Big 12 now, so maybe they are power five. I don't know. But... I mean, he's either evaluating better or he's developing kids better or both at Cincinnati. But I got to be honest with you, Jim. Penn State did not get enough out of these young men. You know, you're a top five in terms of NFL draft choices and back-to-back disappointing seasons. Two years ago, it's a losing season. What was their final record this year, Jim? Uh, they were one game over this year, so they were what seven and six this year, five and six last year. They're overall last two years. They're five hundred. They're five hundred team. Yeah, very disappointing. You you have that many guys get drafted, not just getting drafted, but Brisker, Ebikati, and John Dotson. That's three of the top fifty players in the draft. So I, I, think, um, I think something needs to be said there that that's not a good look for Penn State. It's a good look that many guys are getting drafted. It's not a good look they're not winning more games with them. And then the second thing I would say that this jumped out to me, what do Brisker, the first three that went in the top 50 picks, Dotson, Ebikati, Brisker, what do those guys all have in common, Jim? They stuck around. Not very highly touted recruits. Brisker had to go Juco, but wasn't really well known. Dotson, Penn State didn't even really put the pedal to the metal to try to get him until late in the process 
after Chip Kelly wasn't really giving him a whole lot of love after he had committed to UCLA. Ebicady wasn't highly recruited, ended up being a transfer portal guy. What do the guys that got drafted later? Rasheed Walker, seventh round. Castro Field, sixth round. Brandon Smith, fourth round, have in common. Very highly rated. Very highly rated recruits that ultimately didn't live up to it and disappointed. So on one hand, you could look at that and say, man, Penn State's not doing a great job of developing their five stars like Brandon Smith and Rasheed Walker and Castro Fields. But then you can't really say that because the flip side is they're doing a heck of a job developing Dotson and Brisker and Ebicady. Um, my question is, the first three, as I mentioned, Brisker, Ebikidi, and Dotson, all stayed for one more year. They could have gone, declared for the draft a year earlier. Could you argue that both Rasheed Walker and Brandon Smith uh, could have or maybe should have stayed another year for development? Yes, I think you should have, because I think Brandon Smith, quite frankly, is... Not a very good football player. He's just a lot of physical ability at this point. And if he had come back, I think he would have been drafted maybe first round, but definitely day two, which is a big difference. I mean, you can make an argument you'd rather go fourth round and go now. Rasheed Walker, I mean, he was barely drafted. He was barely. Now, that's a little unique, though, because he didn't get better the last couple years. So I guess you could say he could have stayed. But it just didn't feel like he was getting better, Jim. So, at any rate, just two observations from the start in general. As for Dotson, uh, you know, did you see Ron Rivera's comments about Dotson, Jim, the head coach of the Commanders? No. No, I didn't. You got to Google it. Because he he basically said, you have to look who these guys are playing with. And the quarterback for Penn State was doing his best, but Dotson made him look good a lot. I mean, he basically, he was trying real hard not to throw Clifford under the bus, but just Google it, Jim. Trust me. He was trying to compliment <laughs> he, he, Dotson, but there was no way to do it without, without kind of saying some things about Clifford. So love Dotson opposite Terry McLaurin there. I think Washington actually is cooking with gas a little bit. Uh, Eba Katie, I'm really excited for. I thought he took his game to the next level with Penn State um, as opposed to what he had done at Temple. And that's a good sign for Penn State. And then Brisker, I think, is just a really good football player who all three of those guys, I think you're right, Jim, made the right decision to come back. All three of them went higher than they would have. And I think significantly higher. Dotson would have been a second-round pick, probably. Brisker probably wouldn't end up going in the third round. Ebicady would have been like, I don't know, fifth, sixth round, maybe? So that's a huge difference. Well, and I'm not sure if that will influence other people, but the situation is such that there is a time and place for players to come back, and I think Rasheed Walker especially missed the boat. And by the way, I wanted to circle back to one other your uh, talk about Rivera's comments when you asked how could a team with this many draft picks 
uh, finish 500 over the past two seasons. Did Ron Rivera just answer that question, Ross? Well, that's part of it. That's certainly part of it, um, I think. And, I, I, you know, it's a whole other topic, Jim. It'll be very interesting to see how long of a leash Sean Clifford has this year. It seems like they like Veyu. In terms of the other guys, I think Lucade is going to stick as a, as, a, as a versatile Swiss Army knife who's good on special teams. I think Walker is going to have to really prove himself. He's in a dangerous spot. Stout will be the punter in Baltimore, obviously. And I like Castro Fields. I, I'm surprised Castro Fields didn't go a little higher. Just inconsistent throughout his career. I, I, I think that is the case. And I think he was nicked up quite a bit, too, during his college years. Hopefully he's healthy. All right, Ross, that's it for quarter number two. Stick around in quarter number three. We're going to take your questions, and we're going to ask Ross. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State-Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind We Are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com. <laughs> 